Uh, welcome to the Wrestle Strong Dojo podcast, where we bring you reviews of uh, season three of Wrestle Strong Dojo. Um, today we'll be reviewing episode 18, the Piranha Challenge. And uh, as always, my name is Elliot, and uh, as always, I'm joined by Sean. Uh, thank you very much, Elliot. Uh, thank you to all the listeners out there for uh, downloading or streaming this uh, this week's podcast. Uh, it's been a wet one here in Sydney this week, so I've had time to listen to podcasts and uh, catch up on some wrestling. How about yourself, Elliot? Yeah, I've been doing a little bit of the same. Um, uh, as Sean said, it is very wet. Um, we're unfortunately going to look forward to this for the next um, uh, next few weeks, apparently. So, But yeah, what better time to uh, be at home indoors watching a bit of Wrestle Strong Dojo? Yeah, apparently it's, uh, I believe the, the weather is... Um, the system or i'm not i'm not really tim bailey here but i believe it's called el nena which for those of you listening at home uh that is not el Masarible's mother oh really no 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 apparently uh she doesn't shower she uh comes down with pain instead okay it looks speaking about no, that's el what Mas- he tells me that, that's what he tells me okay bit of too much uh information there i'd say um, you know, speaking oh, about well, Almas. When I said the shower, I'm, I'm talking about showering down rain, not our personal hygiene. Hey, oh, okay, you, okay. you got to get your mind out of the gutter there, Elliot. Sorry about that. Um, yeah, it's been a long week. Anyway, talking about Almas, <laughs> we'll be seeing him in action later on in this episode. Yep, but um, uh, we begin this episode with uh, Jack Hellering. Looks like he's uh, recruiting for the solution. Yes, um, we did see previously uh, the solution interfering in matches i mean uh jack hellering he's he's been a bit of a struggle to start with to try and and get people under his umbrella we did see him get nate carlo which is a big get for him and uh we saw him kind of doing his job more as if like he was an agent almost trying to get a part just trying to speak to wrestle strong dojo as part of management but uh instead instead of going through the management who obviously weren't answering his calls, he bypassed and went straight to uh, CJ. Yeah. So it looked like he approached CJ and it was almost as if he was trying to, I don't know, twist, twist his own frustrations that he was having with management and sort of try and find someone to sort of agree with him uh, with CJ, CJ Young there. Yeah. Um, well, I guess that the enemy of my enemy is my friend. Uh, if you get yourself a common enemy there and uh, the little tricks, I guess, that, uh, that Jack Ellering is using to play. I- I'm not going to speak about it because how much of it was the truth? I'm not really sure. I'm not in the uh, the backroom politics there with the Russell Strong Dojo, as I'm sure you're not either. So maybe Jack knows how to pull some strings. Maybe he's telling the truth. Who knows? Uh, then following this, we've got a couple of promos from a couple of wrestlers that we saw towards the end of uh, season two. Uh, we had a middle Corey and Lasora. Uh, middle Corey taking a phone call from uh, from the Piranha. Piranha. Yes, as well as Lasora, um, letting us know that he was contacted too, and that we'll be seeing him in action in this uh, following six man tag match. Tell you what, they do pretty good to speak piranha. Not only just piranha, but to speak Portuguese piranha. It's pretty good to be able to understand that over the phone. No, kudos to those guys. I mean, how do the piranhas actually 
get phones though to contact them? Well, they are from the Amazon. I mean, how hard could it be? They literally have it in their name, Amazon.com. Just go get it done. Yes, that's a good point. Oh, there goes a piranha right now, apparently. Yeah, it was a piranha. Get away, you piranha. <laughs> so um, the following match is a six-man tag that we've got uh, with Team Piranha taking on Team Piranha. Um, the match going at 9 minutes 58 seconds. Of course, there was Gijaro Piranha. His team had uh, Middle Quarry as well as Lasora and Gigante Piranha, who had uh, Eli Lockhart and uh, CJ Young. Uh, as I said, the match going 9 minutes 58 seconds where Middle Quarry was able to hit the spinning atomic drop on Eli Lockhart for the one, two, three. Yeah, that was uh, impressive there from Metal Corey, that move. It, it, Eli um, definitely looked like he landed straight on the spine, so can't blame him for not kicking out on that. But this was a fun match to watch. It's uh, very reminiscent of a Japanese match. You do see a lot of tag matches, uh, multi-man tag matches over in Japan or, and, uh, and in Mexico too, but this was much less a Lucha-style match than it would have been something you would have seen like in all Japan or from uh, from someone like that, like Just Tap Out and uh, and Noah and such. Yeah, yeah, there's a very, uh, very fun match and a great way to uh, kick off this um, particular episode. This There was a lot of uh, chops in this match. I've got no doubt that there have been a few wrestles of red chess after this. Yeah, more chops in a butcher shop in this match. Uh, I don't envy any of those blokes. Uh, we did see there must be some kind of uh, hierarchy in the Amazon River because uh, Gigante Piranha must be eating something completely different to Gajaro Piranha or maybe he's eating everything that Gigaro can't get because, or Gajaro, my apologies. Um, that is one big-ass piranha. Or maybe um, Gigante is a... Uh... I guess a meat eater and Gijaro might be a um, vegetarian, maybe. Maybe one of them uh, feeds on the guppies. Maybe the other one feeds on the trout. I'm not sure. <laughs> but uh, Yeah, we, we did see early on in the match, there was a couple of collisions and uh, Gijaro was not coming out on top of those. Uh, unfortunately, he wasn't. Although, you know, he had a lot of heart and he did try his best to, but... Unfortunately, he wasn't able to, uh, I guess, get over his bigger... I mean, what would they say? What would they call each other? Um, I guess you, you don't know Portuguese, but... Um, uh, no, maybe compatriot. Um, I'm not too sure what you'd like to call that, but all I know is that uh, those piranhas can fight. Um, and as I mentioned, uh, we saw a few new wrestlers uh, in this particular match, wrestlers that we did see towards the end of season two, as well as seeing in the um, in that season's finale in the Rumble at the Rig. Uh, as I said, Middle Corey, Lasora, CJ Young, and Eli Lockhart. So it's really good that we're starting to see some of this new talent. Yeah, um, we have managed to see... We saw the debut last year in a tag match and uh, from Lasora, and he definitely he really copped it in that match. But uh, we did see a little bit more later of Eli Lockhart. We did see a little bit more of Metal Corey. Um, we haven't got to hear much from Eli Lockhart yet, so that'll be interesting. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what they can bring further down the track. 
Uh, following this match, we get a uh, a promo from uh, Freya Fury. Yeah, Freya, one of the people we did see at the Rumble in the rig, um, letting us know a little bit of, bit more about herself. So we have seen a little bit of, uh, we did see a, a promo, more of a, when I say promo, I mean more of a promotional video earlier on. Um, this is the first chance we've really had to hear her talk. Uh, let's see, she, she calls herself furious. I want to see what she does with that fury. And then after this, we go into Leto's creature feature, where it seems as though she's managed to get herself a little bit of prey. We did see in last week's episode that the head biters with new tag team and her tag team partner, unfortunately, they couldn't get the win done there. So uh, instead of just letting bygones be bygones, I guess she decided to tie him up and torture him for hour on end. Yeah, tortured him by uh, forcing him to watch uh, what seemed like a whole bunch of horror movies, which by the end of it, uh, he didn't look like the same banjo at the end of it. Do you think that could have been like a, uh, a clockwork orange kind of style where she's trying to brainwash him? I mean, uh, uh, could, could Banjo have gone to Banjo's happy place inside of his head watching gory film after gory film? No, I think, you know, I think you might, may have hit the nail on the head. Bit of a brainwashing. And I guess one of the only ways that Lido would be able to get anyone to listen to her would be to tie them up. So, you know, not a <laughs> look, not a not a bad um, way of trying to get her way, I suppose. Uh, if you can't beat them, tie them up. <laughs> I, I've heard that saying before. Yeah, I, I can't. I don't. I can't remember who once said it, but uh, oh, it seemed to work for her. And hey, it's not all bad for Banjo. It looks like he got a free T-shirt out of it in the end. And look, talking about Lido, she uh, makes an appearance in this next match, which sees Bonesaw uh, taking on Ryan Miller. The match going nine minutes, six seconds, where surprisingly, uh, Bonesaw picks up the win by DQ when uh, Lido makes herself present. And uh, well, what we think she's going to go attack Ryan Miller, she actually attacks Bonesaw, making, uh, I guess, Ryan the loser. Yeah, uh, it's interesting. I'll have to have a check with our WrestleStrong management. I'll double check with them if this match doesn't get changed to a no contest. Just because uh, I don't really see Ryan Miller getting any benefit out of that. Um, I can't see how he could, how Bonesaw did anything wrong. It's just one of those ones where it just it leaves a lot of questions. I mean, I thought it was a competitive match. It's not the first time we've seen them to face each other. Uh, and it was just, um, yeah, it's it's beyond me. I, I don't know what to say. Which is a bit of a shame because I was really getting into this match. Uh, we have actually seen these two wrestlers um, in the same ring together. Um, once again, in season two, uh, it's a match that saw Bonesaw make his debut. And this match was just as good as the, uh, the first match that they had. Um, and Ryan Miller... You know, I think we've said this in the past, um, you know, really like watching him wrestle, really has that sort of fighting spirit, even though there's not much to the guy. Um, he definitely uh, makes up for it with courage. And he once again showed it in this match. Um, but mm-hmm. yeah, once again, a match unfortunately ruined with the presence of Leto. 
I think uh, I think Bonesaw must have learned a lot from his last outing because it was much improved in this one. Uh, but like you said, Ryan Ryan, former junior heavyweight champion of Wrestle Strong Dojo and a fighting champion that he was, uh, he really really kind of gave it to him. And once again, I'm going to have to find out because I could, wouldn't be surprised if this match was changed to a no contest because yeah, what what the hell was Lido doing there? We're not going to know um, just now. I guess we've just got to stay tuned. Yeah, watch this space. Um, and then we go into, uh, um, which I thought was quite funny. Um, Adam Fakar looks like he's been served. Mm, and not, and this doesn't uh, finish in a dance battle. No, 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 no. Uh, he's been served with uh, papers. He's getting sued by your favourite wrestler and favourite for those uh, listening I'm using with inverted commas, uh, the problem child, Jake Gibson. He's suing him, which, uh, look, I might not be an expert in the law, but um, when you go and challenge a champion in his own dojo, I think you kind of waive most of your rights, but let's see how this one plays out. And after that, we see a promo from someone celebrating his 25th year in professional wrestling, uh, Dean Draven, um, essentially letting us know that, you know, throughout this whole journey, he's made friends, he's made enemies. Um, but he does view Adam Fakar as a brother. He even said so himself. But unfortunately for Adam Fakar, he does have something that Dean desperately wants to add to his uh, his collection of titles that he's won. And... Uh, once again, just like last week, he's uh, calling out Adam for a match. Yep, and uh, look, I wouldn't put it—I wouldn't put it past Oz Strong Jojo to give him a title fight in his 25th year um, uh, celebration show. If anyone deserves it, it is Dean Draven. Um, you know, we do know El Masterible does have the Queen of Chance, but he has not uh, at this stage decided to use it against the current champion, Adam Fakar. I, I know those two have a lot of respect for each other, but so does uh, Dean and Adam Fakar, our champions. So, look, if they do have their match, and I believe they will be, it'll be an absolute cracker. And uh, Dean's definitely not only got a lot of fans and a few enemies over the years, but uh, he, he's definitely got a lot of victories. So Adam's got to watch himself. This will be a cracker. Yeah, I'm uh, looking forward to seeing them two in the ring um next we go into a promo from somebody who and look i'm just going to take a bit of a break here and just um use this analogy where you know i'm a courier and one of the things delivering during COVID has actually been quite enjoyable there's not many people on the road people in the shopping centers there's not that many people in the shopping centers you know obviously COVID has done us a favor with wrestle strong dojo because we haven't seen much of uh, Shane Saw, unfortunately. Whoa whoa, 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 done us a favor. More like done you a favor. Okay, okay. Done me a favor because <laughs> thanks to COVID, we haven't seen much of Shane Saw. Unfortunately, as uh, restrictions start to ease, people start, you know, the roads are more busier. People are back in the shopping centers. Uh, well, you know, and it seems the wrestlers are back in Wrestle Strong Dojo. Yep, uh, Shane Saw, uh, cryptozoologist, he's all out, he's out and about, and unfortunately he hasn't been able to do that during lockdown, and well, you know how he feels about authority already, so he would have been just 
steaming, absolutely steaming in his hometown of uh, Albury Wodonga there. Uh, great to see him back on our television. You know, I've got a soft spot for Shane Saw, but he was uh, his promo. Where was the line? Where was the line? Whatever he said there, Elliot. Okay, look, there's there's no lie. Um, he's obviously frustrated. Um, you know, he was already frustrated prior to COVID. So COVID has just um, amplified that frustration from him. So, um, look, I, there's nothing much I can do. He's back, and he's back in this next match, going up against someone who, you know, we both like, um, our favourite Mexican luchador, Almas Terrible, um, with the next match being Almas taking on uh, Shane Saw. The match going at 9 minutes, 17 seconds, when... Uh, Almas was able to pick up the one, two, three, following a big splash off the top rope. Yeah, uh, we have seen these guys before. They, uh, they're no strangers to each other. So we knew what we were getting ourselves into. You knew it was going to be tough and hard. But uh, for the majority of this match, it looked like Shainsaw was uh, he's really taking out all that lockdown frustration on Elmas Terrible. Uh, it was a shame once again this uh this match was during the COVID era and normally the fight between these two guys would have packed out uh bonnie rig sports but there had to be uh safe and social distancing unlimited tickets so you do you do get to see that um normally there would have been a packed crowd to watch these two guys fight and man they they delivered once again uh elmas doesn't give up we know that uh whether it's through ego or pride who knows uh, Shane saw through ego and pride. We do know <laughs> he really wanted to get this victory, getting out of lockdown. And I'll tell you, if he had hit that moonsault, it would have been over. But uh, Elmas got up there. It looked like he had nothing left to give. It, it looked less of a splash, more of a, I'm going to just get off the top rope and land on you because uh, Shane saw definitely had the upper hand for most of that match. Yeah, you've got a really good point. Um... One of the things that was, I thought, quite good to watch, and one of the things that was keeping Almas in the match was that beautiful drop kick that he's able to execute. He was able to do that a couple of times uh, to sort of keep him in the ring, but then it got to the point where Shane Saw had actually had it scouted, and uh, Almas sort of went for the third one, and from there, it was essentially all Shane Saw. Yeah, and... Uh... We did hear the commentary pick it up. I, I only saw it out of the corner of my eye. I didn't really get a look at it, but apparently Shane Saw was using what they like to deem in the business a foreign object at one stage. I mean, there was at a time I didn't get to see it, but he was playing around with his trunks behind the referee's back, hits Elmas. Elmas goes down like a sack of potatoes, and then Shane Saw's playing with his tights again before going for a pin. Uh, I don't. Some people, Shane Saw will probably say he was just adjusting his waistband. I find that hard to believe. Yeah, I mean, it is Shane Saw we're talking about here. So you actually bring up, you do bring up a good point. He did use the foreign object and that is something that no doubt would have given him a massive advantage as it did happen so early in the match. Um, probably the reason why Almas probably wasn't in control of this match as we're used to seeing him. And I really wouldn't pass it, put it past Shane Saw. I mean, he's the guy that photocopied Monopoly money to beat his own mother at home. So it doesn't surprise me that he stooped to that kind of level. Had he have hit that moonsault, I mean, Shane Saw, he's not exactly the smallest guy. 
he got up on the top rope. It looked great. Unfortunately, Almas was too quick, but had he have hit that, it would have been a good night for Almas to replay. Yep, Shane Saw was looking great in this match, but uh, I think he's just exuberance got the better of him. Uh, the reason El Terrible has been at the top there for as long as WrestleStrong Dojo has been around is just due to his nuance around the ring. Uh, half a second, the match goes the other way. So it's just about knowing where to be. And thankfully, El for him, thankfully he uh, he knew where to be, got out of there and uh, got the one, two, three. Uh, it'll be interesting. He's still got the coin of chance. Does he use it for the tag gold? Does he drop some weight news for the junior gold? Or does he have a look at who's going to win between uh, Dean Drave and Adam Fakar? Who knows? But I'm looking forward to finding out what happens. Yeah, and so that ends uh, the uh, sorry, and so that ends episode 18 of season three for Wrestle Strong Dojo. Um, after um, this particular match, we get a bit of a look at what we can expect next week, and in next week's uh, episode of Wrestle Strong Dojo season three. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be heavyweight title match, Adam Fakar taking on Dean Draven. Wow. So it's official. Um, I must have lost that bit of the feed while I was watching. News to me, I'm excited. This is great. Uh, Adam Fakar versus Dean Draven next week. Uh, I'm, I'm pumped. As you mentioned, Almas Cerebre, it does have the coin of chance. So who knows what to expect there. Um, and then we're also going to see uh, possibly another couple of matches uh, from a couple of other younger wrestlers, new wrestlers coming from Wrestle Strong Dojo as well. Yeah, a nice little package there. With a, we've got uh, some new guys coming. Apparently, uh, I've just I've got it watching on another screen at the moment with the volume down, so I can see what, what we're talking about. Looking good. Some nice new faces there. Uh, a couple of that we've seen from the Rumble. Uh, we're going to see a little bit more, but. Who's gonna? Who are the crowd gonna be cheering between Dean and uh, Adam? Two fan favorites. Yeah, look, two wrestlers who have uh, the utmost respect for each other. It's look, it's gonna be tough. I just know that we're gonna see a good, clean fight. Looking forward to it. Uh, look, if if I was to weigh a sway one way or the other. I would probably go more towards Dean being the 25th anniversary. Um, you know, he's sort of got that to sort of um, push him along towards victory. But then I think about, you know, the last time that these two men were in the ring together when Adam was able to tap Dean out. So, yeah, I think I might just sit on the fence on this one. No, and look, I can't blame you for that. Uh, we did get to see... Dean is going to be there for his 20, 25 anniversary. He's going to have emotions riding high, title on the line. I'm sure he's going to want to do the best he can. Uh, the crowd's going to be wild for it. Adam Fakar, the first and only WrestleStrong Dojo heavyweight champion. He knows what Dean will be bringing. He's going to be coming just with that. As you said, he has tapped him out before. This is Adam's home area. Uh, I'm with you. I don't know how I can pick a winner in this one. I just can't wait to see it. Then that's it. Episode 18, Season 3 of Russell Strong Dojo. Uh, before we say goodbye, you have any final thoughts there, Sean? Um, yeah. If uh, Can you just 
please continue. And guys out there, continue to message me because if I don't answer back, there's every chance that Lido's taken me somewhere in a dark corner and tied me up. And I can't have that, all right, guys? So please make sure you stay in contact with me if for some reason you don't see me on my social medias. Okay, and likewise for me too. Um, I may have made a comment earlier that might have put me um, on her list. But look, you know, uh, once again, another great episode to talk about. Uh, Sean, thank you very much for joining us once again. Thank you for having me, Elliot, and thank you guys for listening. And we'll catch you next week.